This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. This is going to be a really good chat, one I'm really excited about. I want to focus on being present in your business. We're going to focus on investing in yourself and being present in your business because sometimes we get into this like go, go, go mindset and perspective of just things are happening really fast. The news cycle is really fast. I don't love that feeling. I like to pause and focus on what I need, what I want in my personal life and professionally. I want to be intentional as I build my agency. And I am a certified high performance coach because I was looking for a way to provide the next step in this journey in this uh, path to work-life integration, because that's my purpose in life. That is my mission. I know that when we are intentional and we are purposeful and we are present in our lives and our businesses, and you know what I mean by present, like sometimes you're physically here, but your mind is a million miles away. So if you want to make this move for yourself, um, and you want to kind of recenter yourself and get grounded in your agency again, I have for you today six ways that I can share that will help you be more intentional in your business. And so what is that? What is intentionality? I know it's like this big buzzword right now, um, and sometimes it's hard to figure out what that means for you specifically. What is intentionality? Um, When something is intentional, it is planned, it is done by design, it is purposeful, it's deliberate. When you are being intentional, you are being deliberate, strategic, intentional, and living on purpose, (laughs) like deciding what your purpose is. And living towards that goal and that purpose. And I know flying by the seat of our pants sometimes is how things happen when business just kind of pushes us into a forward direction and we have to be reactive and do all that just to keep up. Um, You know, maybe you're making decisions on a whim or you're not doing your research. That's how to not be intentional, But when you decide to implement this intentionality into your business, you're deciding to only take action on the things that are the most important for you in your business. And you're recentering your business's focus and putting your goals and your values at the forefront. And the really cool thing is that it helps, it makes decision making a lot easier when you're very clear on your values and your vision. I talk about that a lot. Like, I will know when I talk to a client or research a potential client, if they will align with my vision for my business, how I want my business to feel, if their core values 
and how they run their business or what their purposes of their business aligns with my core values. You know, and if it doesn't, it's a clear no. So it's kind of an interesting byproduct of living intentionally um, with your business that you get to have clarity around the decisions that you're making. And it makes no's a lot easier and it makes hell yes, you know, a lot easier to identify as well. So here are six ways that I have for you to be more intentional in your business. The first one is remember why you became a PR pro. You know, you're on this journey for a reason. We're on this journey together for a reason. You know, maybe you wanted to forge your own path in your dream industry or being on your own and doing this service where you can add and sort of uh, take away clients and workload as needed in your life. You know, you have, like when I had kids, my bandwidth was low right at the beginning and we just maintained. I was like, let's just keep everybody in the door. I don't have the ability to grow. Let's just keep everyone happy and do what we can to just status quo, you know, maintain. Um, And that is what being a PR pro and working for myself afforded me. I wanted more time to be focused on my kids at those like really, you know, early phases in their lives. And that allowed me to do that. Um, And whatever it is for you, having that at the center of your business is the key to success. So your business choices should be aligned with your values and your why. So take that time and really sit and reflect on why you got into PR in the first place. You know, maybe that was last year. Maybe it was over a decade ago. Maybe it was more than three decades ago. Is your why still the same? And has that changed at all? And that's okay if it's changed. You know, it could change for the better, for new reasons. Like, you know, you did become a mom or you did grow your family or you decided you wanted to to travel and be um, working while you're on the go. So, With that why, when I say why, it's like, what is the reason why you want to work in this industry? Why you want to work for yourself? What does that mean for your life? You know, the the flexibility, the freedom, all of that. When that's at the front of your mind, you can have an easier time being intentional and making those decisions, like I said, for your business, big and small. That's when making those choices around your niche and the services you provide and saying no to a client or having them pause and not getting involved in their hot mess, that comes from a place of intentionality, saying my business should make me feel like I have a purpose, like I'm happy, like I'm doing the work I love and adding tremendous value to my clients, but also not make me feel crazy every single day. Working with a hot mess client because they don't have their ish together is not being, you know, on purpose or living your why with your business. So it makes that decision really easy, which is why it's a big deal to identify that and say, I don't have to stick around here for this. And, and struggle because they have it, they don't have it figured out. Take your time, figure it out, come back to me when you're, when you're ready. Um, and this is one of the main things we focus on in this Elevate program that we put together. It's been really awesome to see them 
like I said, developing purpose statements, uh, identifying their why in, in life and business. Like I always have said, when you're strategic and intentional with the decisions you make in your business and it's all stepping stones, it works towards a certain goal. And I want you to really identify what you want your business to feel like and what kind of work lights you up because you should still love your business after 10, 20 years. I'm 17 plus, almost 18 years in, which is crazy to think about, crazy, but I still love my business. And that's why I want to share how others can create a business strategically and love their business long-term as well. So know your why, remember your why, spend some time to really identify that because it will be a guiding North star for you, making decisions big and small, easy. Number two is get your time management skills in check. This is around the ability to structure your day, how you work best, how you want your day to feel. This is one of the biggest benefits of being an entrepreneur. And so you get to choose, you know, how do you want your days to be? And that blessing can also be a curse because it's way too easy to get caught up in these little tasks, these hiccups, these reactive fires we're putting out, and sometimes we lose track of time. So being intentional in your business means being intentional with your time. So you can form a daily routine that sets you up for success, stick to your boundaries on meeting times, call lengths, create distraction-free work zones in your home. Um, one of the ways that we are able to really ensure that our meetings are productive and they do not run on too long with all this like BSing and shooting the, you know what, we um, really only schedule time that we absolutely need. I know a lot of people will just block out an hour. You're losing a lot of time in between when calls because you're kind of waiting for the next thing and you really don't check into an activity because you blocked out that time and you're off and you're getting on to the next thing. And so you're kind of like, well, I don't, you know, have really anything I can do in this little spot. So intentionally book a smaller window and then we set call agendas. We circulate them around the team to make sure everybody has all of their questions responded to or on the on the agenda so we can get responses. And we also have it in the meeting note on the client schedule. So they, and we'll send a note and say, please add anything to the agenda you want to discuss. We leave a spot for them. And now everybody's thoughts are on the agenda. This is a way to really ensure that everybody's time is used the most wisely. And the other thing is focusing on your energy level and the days and the time of the day where you feel the most focused, the most creative, do not give that time <laughs> to responding to nonsense in your inbox. Um, I know as PR professionals, we always want to be super responsive and get back to people right away and be really on the ball and show clients like, I got your message. I'm working on it. Look at me. I'm super responsive. We love doing that too. However, if you're using your most focused, your most creative time of day to just triage your emails, you're wasting that horsepower. You are wasting it on other people's prioritization of how you're spending your time. 
that's all your inbox is, is just assorting, you know, opportunity for other people to slip in and, and, uh, distract you and take your time because their need is immediately in your inbox and you get that alert and you feel you have to respond to it. If you're distracting your flow state of working on strategies and creative things just to respond to email, you're wasting that horsepower in this minutia and that's not the best use of your time. So building dedicated time in your day to work on certain tasks will keep you focused, let your creative and strategic juices flow. Um, And that for you could be doing all of that stuff in a single day. It could be, I, I, I keep my meetings with clients to one day always, unless there's an exception and it's a one-off Tuesdays are meeting days. Um, Wednesdays for me are coaching days. Thursdays I do Facebook live. Mondays are strategy days for my business. I work on my two businesses every you know, every day or really focusing on the direction every single week. I meet with my team on Mondays. We come up with the strategies. What do we need in the near and long term? But I will also use the morning block to be really intentional with the creative and deep work that I'm doing so that I'm not distracted by email. I'll quickly look and if there's nothing like burning, you know, need or uh, urgent, I will just move on to my focused activity. Um, And then of course I work in blocks of like 50 minutes, Pomodoro, you can do 25 to start, take a five minute break, look out into the distance, refocus your eyes, get a glass of water, but know that there's a break coming up and that will help you be really focused on the work you're doing and try not to get pulled into the distractions, the minutia, because you will just be in reactive mode. And that is not being intentional. Um, The third way is lead with kindness, trust, and respect. So as a PR pro, we know we're managing a lot of relationships. So we have our, you know, client relationships, we have media contacts, we have our own professional network, and our team. And so This intentionality in your business will extend to them as well. And there are endless ways to bring intentionality into your PR relationships. But a few ideas are you can be a really careful listener in discussions with clients. Um, That could even extend, and I hope it does, to your discovery calls with clients because when we teach this inside the agency accelerator, when you are on those calls, you're stepping into your role as the expert and you're serving them, you're supporting them, you're guiding them even during that getting to know you phase where it might just be, um, you know, the early days and you're really trying to show them like, we know this niche, we know your industry, this is the way it works. You're guiding them to, to educate them, but you're also listening. And the listening part will help you identify their goals, their objectives, what didn't work the last time they worked with a PR firm. You can then literally like parrot that back to them. So you can take that information, you're being a careful listener, and you can include it in your strategy, in your proposal. 
um, in email responses to clients, just really showing you listen, you understand what they're looking for, you understand their challenges and their goals, and you're showing by being an active listener that you are really checked in. We also do this with like, you know, uh, clients, like what they had a baby, what's the baby's birthday, what's the baby's name, and then on calls, you know, following up is Tyler sleeping through the night is, you know, all like little questions like that so that we show like we're really checked in, you know, we're, we're people we're we you know you're going through some stuff in your life. We're really going to keep on top of it. So, um, be a careful listener also with your team. Trust also that your media contacts, they're doing their job and they do it well. And, you know, uh, when you land a pitch or you organize an exclusive, really convey that trust give them a complete story to pull from and know that they are going to do a great job with it. Um, you're not going to like breathe down their neck. What are you writing? Can you change this? You can't do that. So you have to give that respect to the journalists and their place in how they're positioning your client and they're kind of working on their directives from their publisher or their editor. Um, they have reasons for linking out to certain things. They have reasons for excluding certain things. You can't second guess. You have to trust that relationship. Um, you also have to be willing to be a sounding board for professional contacts in need of your advice or assistance. And I'm not saying let people pick your brain for free. Um, you know, sometimes they do just need a little quick, like, hey, can I run something by you? Sure. You know, be generous with your expertise because they're, you know, you're putting that out into the world. You're giving something um, in exchange for nothing. I'm not saying, listen, it's not an hour of a stranger saying, can I pick your brain? That's not what I'm talking about. I do hope you charge for giving that level of your time and, you know, when somebody pays, they pay attention. What I'm talking about is just being a sounding board. You have your professional relationships. You have people that you respect, that you want to keep um, a positive, mutually beneficial relationship with. If they want to run advice by, you know, run a scenario by you and seek your advice or need some assistance on something, offer them a contact. No big deal. Um, Give them some insight into what they're asking and how they can improve it a little bit. It doesn't have to be an hour-long conversation, but you're just being generous and, you know, opening up your, your heart and sharing your expertise, and that comes back to you in your life. It just does, you know, so be, be you know, kind and open-hearted in that sense, and also treat your team with respect. Show you care and you believe in them. And this is probably the most important thing. Make sure they know they're doing a good job. Make sure they feel appreciated. A lot of times clients don't do that. And it sucks. You know, your team members like securing something great for your client. And then they don't really give it the acknowledgement that it maybe deserves. That's also your job too. That team member is making you look good by landing press and working really hard. And you want them to feel encouraged to work hard on your behalf. So make sure they know that you appreciate the work they're doing. Their time and effort is really appreciated. Their results are great. Um, 
make sure they know you believe in them and that you care. You know, if they go through something in their personal life, follow up and ask them about it. That goes back to being a careful listener. Okay, so that's number three. Lead with kindness, trust, and respect. Um, number four, you've got to let go of perfectionism. When I say be intentional, it does not mean being perfect. You are going to make mistakes along the way, missteps. You might not reach one of your goals in an ideal timeline. You know, you might take on a client, even though you ignored the red flags, like don't be beat yourself up over it. It's all okay. Intentionality in your agency is about taking meaningful action towards reaching your goals, building your business the way you want and the way you want it to work and feel for yourself. And as long as you stay on that path and you keep working towards those goals, you kind of chip away at it and you hold your why top of your mind, close to your heart. Timing doesn't matter. You know, the timing of when doesn't matter as much. Um, And so you also have to kind of let go of the how and the when because things are going to happen as they're meant to. And they might happen a little differently than you anticipate, but it could be better than you ever imagined. You know, you can't be so set on a certain outcome exactly that way and exactly in a certain time because you really can't control that. All you can do, there are, there are manifestation strategies grounded in neuroscience. And part of that is letting go of the how and the why. It's not just about creating a vision board and looking at it and being like, these things are going to come true because this magic collage now is going to create my future reality. It's really training your brain to be in that mindset of the person who has those things. And all of a sudden, you start being that person. You start making decisions and showing up and aligning yourself with people who, what you know, a million-dollar CEO would align themselves with. You start making the decisions like a, you know, million-dollar-a-year CEO, agency owner would start to make because you're training your brain for that outcome as if it's already happened to you. So you don't get to say it's going to happen exactly this way. Um, That's part of perfectionism, trying to control everything and control the outcome of everything. And we can't do that. Um, We can only really understand our why, our purpose, how we want our business to feel, and start making decisions from that place. Um, We do talk about this in the Elevate Group Coaching experience the group coaching program. Um, That's the like high performance, you know, smaller mastermind that I mentioned. Um, It's just when you understand your uh, making decisions around positive psychology, physiology, feeling your absolute best, you know, showing up energized and on purpose with intention every day, those things that you desire will start to come to you. And again, the timeline and the how, we can't control that. So you have to let go of perfectionism. That's number four. Number five is help your team be more intentional too. You are the leader of your agency. You are a role model, you know, and that also means not just your team, but anybody watching you. For my children, I know that I'm a role model to them, obviously. I mean, I'm the mom, my husband, he's the dad. They're seeing 
two entrepreneurs hustling, but loving the work they're doing, making a difference, you know, choosing work that in, you know, that lights us up. My kids are seeing that, you know, your kids are watching and also with your team, you know, set your team to follow your intentional example. You can set the tone for your agency by sharing your goals, share your goals with them or including them in the include your team in the goal setting process. Um, set, uh, stick to your boundaries. Um, I always talk about that and talk, um, through this expectation that your team is going to stick to their boundaries as well. I always respect my team's time. I don't care where they are, what they're doing, as long as they get results. I don't care. Um, you know, so if they have to go and take their kids to the dock, you know, it's like, I don't need to know about any of that because I know that they are, um, just effective and they're getting their work done and they could work when their kids go to bed. Um, you know, just set those boundaries. I also want my client, my uh, team to respect the boundaries we set when it comes to clients, because sometimes clients will go around you as the agency owner and go directly to your team member and ask for things maybe that are out of scope. Shady. We have it happen all the time. And the team sometimes will just say, let me take care of that for you. And we often do things that are out of scope just to be a great service provider. But if they're um, doing something that's incredibly time consuming, you know, we need to know about that. So the team has to respect those boundaries and be able to push back or at least come to you and say, I, this doesn't feel right. How should I handle this? Push back. We have boundaries. So we want to um, make sure also that we're open and giving feedback and give out praise, give out constructive feedback. That's part of being intentional with your team. You know, setting those expectations, letting them know when they've, meet, they've met or exceeded your expectations, um, letting them know that maybe, we always do it like in a compliment sandwich, right? So we'll say something really positive, then we'll give that really like helpful, constructive feedback, and then we'll end with the positive. So it's like a compliment sandwich. And right in the middle is the thing that you really want them to think about, to improve, to work on. But the tone is constructive. It's not criticism or critical. And when you set that example, they're also more likely to give each other that same recognition, that same advice. Everyone in your agency will be better for it and they'll be more motivated to perform and will grow their skills and confidence. You know, everybody can be somebody in the team that is improving the overall performance of the team. That's something that you can empower your team to do. Um, I've seen agencies that will pick like a person of the week and they'll have a weekly meeting and that person will say, you know, I am choosing Serena to be my, um, you know, person of the week because she was so helpful to me. I was really in a bind. She shared a media list that she already built out that was so targeted. It had been recently updated. It was really great. I appreciate her sharing that hard work that she did. And I got three immediate re replies to my pitch. And so Serena's my person of the week. And then Serena will pick somebody the next week. So it's like throwing a ball and the next person has to um, pick the next person. But it really forces you to acknowledge 
and recognize and notice those things that the team is doing to make the overall performance of the group better. So that is how you can empower your team to be intentional and also just realize that you are a role model and people are watching you. And do you want them to see that you're stressed out, you're spinning your wheels, you're running around like your hair's on fire. Ah, you know, the client is like driving me crazy and you're just like talking smack about your clients. Or do you want your team to see that you're loving the clients you work with, that they're all so cool and they want to work hard on their behalf, that you have these fun, playful relationships with clients and also deliver on results and that you can work and still have fun while you're working. You can work and still be totally like lit up by the work you do. It does not have to be a drag. You show up and you're energized and you have a positive outlook you're a role model. So just keep that in mind. Every time you show up on a call, a meeting, are you low energy? Do you bring the energy of those around you down? Or do you bring the heat and light it up and, you know, make people feel energized and happy and excited about the work they're doing? That's what I want to bring is that level of energy. So my team is energized as well. Um, and the last one, set goals for yourself and make a plan to reach them. And I'm going to say something a little maybe controversial, but you know, we're, we're going to set aside time for ourselves to outline our goals for the next year. And if you want to understand your revenue goals and what goes into achieving those revenue goals, that is what we cover in the agency accelerator in the strategy pillar. That's one of the things it's who do you serve? How do you serve them? We work on your niche and we work on how you want your business to feel. And then we work on your revenue goal. What do you want to make? How much do you want to work? How many clients do you want to have? Can you afford to hire a team? Um, what do you have to actually charge to make all of these things happen? That's a goal, right? So set aside time for yourself to outline your goals for the next year. And when you're deciding your goals, think about, do like a, like a retrospective on the last year. Think about things you want to change, that you want to improve, you know, think about what you and your team could have done better and where you want to see your agency grow. But also think about what worked really well and what felt really good so you can continue to work in that direction as well and do the things that feel really good and do more of it. The other thing, and this is where it might be controversial, is setting SMART goals. So, that is specific, measurable, and the A is achievable or attainable. And I'm going to say, maybe let's change the A to all in, okay? And relevant time bounds, okay? So you have something within a certain period of time that you can measure. So you know you have met the goal. And that's why an annual revenue goal works really well because it's within the 12 months, there's a dollar amount, it's very measurable. You can say, you know, within a certain time period or how you want to earn that revenue. But the achievable part kind of bothers me a bit. And here's why. Let's change it to all in or something like that. Because I don't want you setting achievable goals or safe goals just for the purpose of checking the box. 
I want you to set an all-in goal. Push yourself. Let's say your revenue this year is $100,000. And you think, well, I think like 20% growth sounds reasonable, right? So I want to increase my revenue next year by 20%. So I'm going to say 120. Easy, right? And that's probably most businesses. If they had 20% growth year over year, they would be so happy. You know, that would be like amazing. But not for us. I think there's so much more potential. You can 3x your revenue. You can 10x your revenue. Seriously. Making small tweaks. You know, there's a lot of ways to do it without making yourself crazy. And you can bring on a lot of people to help out so it doesn't have to feel so overwhelming. But let's go all in. Instead of saying 20% because it's achievable and you can check the box in December because you met your revenue goal, Go all in and push yourself. Go for an, you know, pie in the sky. Do like a good, better, best, okay? And push yourself because even, let's say you want to go from 100,000 to a million in revenue. That's a huge jump. But you can work backwards from that goal. Be intentional with the decisions you make, with what you charge, with the kinds of clients you attract, with really amplifying the results you've gotten in a specific niche where you want to do more work in that you want to charge a premium you've gotten great results look what I've done clients are like I want that too what's your rate and they go great let's start they don't push back because they want to work specifically with you right because you've shown you can get results so let's say you aim for a million dollars in revenue that's your best let's say your better is 500 I mean it's pretty amazing, right? And your good is 200 because you were 100 last year and like good would be double, right? That'd be amazing. Um, I know that's scary. It feels scary. But what's going to happen if you don't achieve it? Nothing. What is going to happen is you will probably get more outcome, more results, closer to the all-in goal than you would get if you just played it safe and met that A as an achievable, attainable, that's what I've always seen smart as, achievable, check the box. Yay, I meet my goals. What you're doing here is you are placing meaning about yourself on the ability to achieve your goals, right? So you either achieve it and that says, I achieved goals. I achieved my goal. You know, yay, I did everything I set out to do. Go me. Or you can put it out there pie in the sky and say, I'm going from 100 to a million. And that is your all-in goal. And let's say you don't reach a million. It says nothing about you. Did you give it your all? Did you love the work you did? Did you probably surpass what you would have done if you chose an achievable goal? Yeah. I don't want you to choose something safe because it's going to make you feel good when you check the box. I want you to choose something that will push you in a great way. A lot of people have just trained themselves to only be feeling successful when they've achieved a goal. That means nothing about you. It really doesn't. You're putting that belief onto yourself. What you should really be thinking about is how can I push myself beyond 
what is safe, what feels safe, just to check a box, okay? And not checking a box doesn't mean anything about you. It just means you worked really hard and you got great results, you know? Um, Okay, so you've got your goals. Let's change the A from achievable or attainable into all in, okay? Let's just do that. And then once you've got your goals, make a plan to work towards them. Um, It doesn't have to be broken down day to day. Just give yourself a rough idea of the steps that you probably have to take, you know, do this, do that. Not like granular, but just moving this thing forward. And that'll be enough. And then when you share your goals with your team, your family, your friends, whoever you need to, that will help you hold yourself accountable. They'll probably ask you about it. Hey, how's that going? You know, um, so when you share those goals, it's time to take action. Stay intentional. Be focused on your goals all year long. Revisit them. If you work on a purpose statement like we did in our Elevate group, put your purpose statement. Put your goals in the shower. Put it on your mirror when you're brushing your teeth. The point is to continuously remind yourself because that will nudge you back on track every single day. That will nudge you in the right direction every single day. It's not enough to just write it down. It's not enough to just tell someone. You need to remind yourself daily. And you'll watch the magic happen. This is also part of manifestation. It's just about keeping things top of mind, right? So these are the six ways to be more intentional in your business Remember your why. Spend some time thinking about it. Why did you become a PR pro? Remember why you're on this journey. Keep that as your North Star. Allow it to help you make decisions one way or another. Two, focus on time management. Be very intentional with how you spend your time, where you're giving your energy, how your energy ebbs and flows each day, and give that focused, creative, strategic flow state energy when you are not being disrupted by meetings and calls and emails. Be intentional with your time management. Lead your team with kindness, trust, and respect. Um, You know, pay attention to relationships. Be a good listener. You have to let go of perfectionism. Um, Just because you're being intentional does not mean that you need to be perfect. Um, You know, take meaningful action towards reaching your goals and building the business you want for yourself. If it doesn't align with your vision and values, it's a clear no. Also, help your team to be more intentional too. You are the agency leader. You are the role model. You know, allow them to be part of the goal-setting process. Um, Give out praise. Share constructive feedback and empower your team to do the same so that your agency will overall just be better for it. Everybody is invested. Set goals for yourself and make the time, make a plan to work on them. And don't feel you have to set an achievable goal. Set an all-in goal. Work harder than you probably would have if you were just safe and watch what you're able to achieve. Um, So there you go. That's what I have for you guys today. Um, Thank you guys so much for being here. Take care. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to start, grow, and scale a profitable agency all on your own terms, you should consider joining the Agency Accelerator. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. To achieve your big, scary goals and truly live the type of lifestyle you've always wanted, it's time to join the Agency Accelerator. Inside this incredible program, you'll learn exactly how to structure your PR agency to fill your pipeline with high paying clients and establish a consistent revenue stream so you can run a business that lights you up and that doesn't run you. This program is built around the exact steps that I took to grow a seven-figure PR agency, Generation PR, and now hundreds of other PR professionals around the world have implemented these techniques and strategies to scale their own agencies too. So this stuff works, you guys. Check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.